Welcome to Take Heart, where our goal is to offer encouragement, give hope and insight so you can flourish in your journey as a special needs mom. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, this is Amy Brown, and I'm here with Sarah and Carrie. And today is a very big day because it is the birth of our book, Yay. The Other Side of Special. Yay. Yeah, cue the confetti and all the noise, or whatever that is. <laughs> um, our book, The Other Side of Special, comes into the world today. It's navigating the messy, emotional, and joy-filled life of a special needs mom. We are so excited that it's here. It's been a long process. Um, we wrote this book for you. And we wanted to share a little bit about our experience of writing the book, how we met, and some of the lessons that we've learned in our friendship. So I want to start with how we met um, and how we formed a connection. We've told this story before, so I'm going to keep it short. We all signed up for a Hope Writers Mastermind that started January of 2020. It was a Zoom call. You know, we saw each other in the little squares, but we didn't see each other in person until March of 2020, when we flew out to California to meet. Right before we went, I called Sarah because I was kind of nervous about going and we chatted a little bit, but I hadn't talked at all to Carrie. Um, actually, I think the day that Sarah walked in, I ran, I think I thought about this this morning. I ran up and hugged you because <laughs> I was like a person I know. You were probably <laughs> thinking, calm down. I don't know you. <laughs> You're not a hugger. Uh, I know not now. Yeah, yeah. You did not know at the time that I was not a hugger. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> We've got a hugger on our hands. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> so over the course of that three or four day weekend, we had hamburgers together. We started talking. Uh, kind of sharing our lives. Um, at one point, somebody said to me that you need to have a podcast. And I immediately thought, no way. Told Sarah, Sarah was like, I'll do it with you. Tried to convince Carrie. She wasn't sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so obviously we have a podcast now. We're on our third season. So the friendship started out of that weekend of us finding that we had a lot in common and we were working on different projects. I was thinking about this this morning. I was working on a memoir type book about parenting kids with reactive attachment disorder. What were you guys working on? I don't remember. I was working on a book about grief and the special needs mom and a little bit about our journey. I was working on about giving your true hard emotions to God and working through your doubt on your faith. Hmm. So we were all working on separate projects about our emotions and our journey as special needs moms. And then we we came together <laughs> and we had the opportunity to write a book. So I would like to point out that yes. Carrie was not completely on board <laughs> with our friendship at first. Was, I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> she wanted nothing to do with this, apparently. We, we drug her kicking and screaming. We, into this maybe trio. because I hugged her. <laughs> actually, I am a hugger, so that wouldn't have bothered me. <laughs> but actually, I was just trying to not drown drinking from a fire hose from the right. <laughs> three months of coaching, writing, coaching and marketing and, and all the information that was coming at me. Cause I had really, outside of having a caring bridge for Toby, I had really not done public writing online. I had a, mm -hmm. I had a bit of a blog, but I was always nervous about it being public Yeah, and navigating that piece of it. And so a lot of the things that I was doing was just to friends Family, sometimes friends are friends through through Caring Bridge and, and the little blog I had. Yeah. So can you admit that type A, Amy and Sarah, who was like in your face going, we should do a podcast, overwhelmed you? <laughs> I think a little bit because I was just trying to feel like 
I didn't want to because immediately, this is how my brain works. If somebody presents me with this huge, big idea, and my husband can attest to this, <laughs> I immediately go to all the tiny details of how's that, what's that actually going to look like in everyday life? What's the work going to look like? Mm-hmm. And I commit mm-hmm. to it. I think that's probably part of it is because, you know, I still have kids at home, right? more kids than both of you do, and I'm homeschooling. So I thought, I don't know if I can do that. But I knew immediately that I wanted to join the mastermind when I was watching the Hope Writers Conference online in November of 2019. I was all over that. And so the Lord knew. (laughs) The Lord knew. Well, one of the things over the course of the last couple of years that we've done is we meet at a lake house. Um, I'm, I like to say I'm in the middle, but it's really farther for Sarah to come. Sarah's in Missouri, Carrie's in Ohio. I live in Michigan and we have rented a lake house and it's been a place of work. It's been a place of connection, insight, lots of laughter, <laughs> lots of tears, yeah. um, and sharing honestly about our lives. And when we were at the lake house, we thought a lot about you, our listener, and now our reader. We thought a lot about what does she need to hear? How can we encourage her? Um, we wish that you could be at the lake house with us, and maybe yes. someday you will. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so today we have a virtual lake house, which is not as fun as a real lake house. <laughs> but this is just a space for us to share with you our heart for you and for our book. Um, and no matter what kind of mom you are, whatever the diagnosis is, whatever you're feeling right now in the moment, whatever situation you're in, you belong here. So settle in and try to imagine you hear waves. <laughs> and we're just going to talk a little bit about our book. So one of the first things I'd like to talk about is that I was so shocked at about how much we had in common um, because we have such different diagnosis. But I've also learned a lot from you guys. Um, and my encouragement to our listener is it's great if you can find somebody that has the same diagnosis, but don't limit yourself to that because we can encourage and learn from each other. So I guess my first question to, for you guys is what have you learned? What have you learned from your co-writers about their special needs life that maybe you didn't know? Oh, I didn't know this was a thing. What have you learned? Well, I think broad strokes is that I'm learning that we all have such similar emotions that, and I mean, I think that we've shared that so many times, but as far as the the details of it, I am learning, oh, I bet you that child in my ministry, that's what that diagnosis was. I bet that that could have been a similar diagnosis, or I, I'm learning how to help families here locally in my community in ways that I've not before, because I feel like I'm better equipped. I don't have anybody in my life that has had reactive attachment disorder or fetal alcohol syndrome that I've known on a specific, like on a, I mean, I've heard of it, but I I haven't had anybody close to me with it. Mm -hmm. Like I have since I've met you, Amy. So I think that just being able to ask questions and I'm learning, I feel that comfort level where I can ask you, okay, so tell me about this. (laughs) And then I think that's just, I think that's it. It's just that constant learning process. Um, And same with Carrie. I joke around all the time that the next time TJ goes into the hospital, Carrie's getting a phone call. I don't care what time it is. And I know she she probably does. She probably mm-hmm. cares what time it is. But I don't care what time it is because it's going to be like, we're going to the hospital. What do I need to bring? Because I know she's got a list somewhere. And it's probably laminated. And it's, it, it, she's probably got a list no matter what it is. But you're learning how to 
live life no matter what. And that's what I've been learning. And mm-hmm. I think that it's learning how to help other people no matter what. And it's learning how to ask questions and it's learning how to not assume. And I think that we as special needs moms or caregivers to those with disabilities, I think once you get that diagnosis on some level, you have this sense of not entitlement. I don't know what the word is, maybe ableism. I think that that's a term that we use sometimes that we think that just because we're parents or caregivers of children with disabilities or special needs that we don't feel that we need to learn things because we're like, oh, well, we're in this life. And then all of a sudden we're equipped to it. But I think sometimes we do have assumptions Mm -hmm. and we need to be a little bit more open-minded, at least maybe maybe, I need to speak for myself only, but Mm -hmm. it's helped me to quit assuming as much. Right. Right. What about you, Carrie? I think for me, probably I had like two very specific things, one from each of you that you've taught me. And for Sarah, like from Sarah, I've learned just how okay it is to wrestle with our doubts and our hard emotions with God. Because I think for so long, even though I I know it's okay to grieve, I still feel like it was just this box I needed to check off just mm-hmm. to get to the other side to be okay again. And so that's that's one thing that I know I've learned from Sarah. And then from Amy, I... I would echo what Sarah said, just that the nature of trauma and just not judging behavior. Mm-hmm. I know that there have been times you've been talking about your kids. And I think I can really relate to that because on a small scale, I'm going through a similar thing mm-hmm. with my son, you know, and just trying to understand how his trauma affected brain because right. he's had so many surgeries and you know, is functioning. But I think probably the overarching thing between both of you is that I'm such a fixer. And you guys have probably figured that out, you know, like through the last two and a half, almost three years, I guess three years that we've known each other. If you share something that's going on, you know, I just want to be, I just want to give you solutions. I just want to fix it. I want to make it all better. And I have learned to just stop doing that and to sit in the space with you guys and to just say that really stinks Mm -hmm. you know that's Mm -hmm. really hard and I can't really say anything to fix it I can't do anything to fix it I can't offer a solution to fix it but I can sit with you and I can pray and I can ask good questions Mm -hmm. to the best of my and -hmm. it's still hard for me I still struggle with not wanting to just swoop in and just make you feel all better because I, because mm-hmm. I'm a caregiver. Like that's just my personality. I have a lot of empathy and my heart just hurts. And I don't want you to hurt the way that you're hurting. And our listeners too, like, I don't, we don't want you to hurt the way that you're hurting. But as this podcast, we also just want you to be able to sit. We want to sit in this space with you. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it too, it goes back to what you said, Sarah. It's just, it's knowing somebody else's story gives us empathy. And I think before, if I'm being honest, I would have thought my road was harder because I just didn't know. Like I hadn't, like I've said this jokingly before, but I'm straight up did not know how much drama it is when there's no place for you to park. And when 
Somebody's in the family. <laughs> Sarah, Carrie, Carrie can get a high horse about this. <laughs> Somebody's in the family bathroom at the airport. Don't do that. <laughs> if you're just a single person. Yes. So like, I didn't know, like, yeah, but I thought, oh, that's just an inconvenience. But no, that changes how you get through the world. Yeah. And I don't think I really thought that much about that. Um, and so, and the other thing I've learned, and this is actually that I can come to you guys and tell you hard things that I probably wouldn't tell most people and tell you that I'm burnout. And you guys are quick to give me a break and tell me to rest. And I would be quick to tell Sarah or Carrie to rest, but none of us do it ourselves. <laughs> I mean, we're so bad at it. So we are so quick to um, support each other. And I love that. But we're really, all three of us have a hard time taking our own advice. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so just so you know, listener, though, that when we talk about these things, we are all still working through them yeah. together. Um, but a lot it's of helpful. times what we're talking about is just because we're learning it in the moment mm-hmm. and, it, right. and we're struggling with it big time. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've told one of them, I have no business talking about this. <laughs> like, right. I feel like such a hypocrite because right now I am not practicing what I'm preaching Yeah. <laughs> because, but I think that that's part of it too, is because when mm-hmm. you're struggling with it, that's when you're learning the most about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's so many times where it's mm-hmm. one of us will tell the other one, you need to be resting. And I'm like, <laughs> really? Really? Mm-hmm. I need to be resting. Okay. And I, I will say this, if you have a friend, because Sarah, you've served this role for us, and I think we're we're all getting better at doing it. We Sarah will push back and go, why are you doing that? You said you were rest. And I've learned to go, okay, I need to push back on Sarah now and go, why are you doing it? Or Carrie. And I think we need friends that do that for us. And, and maybe you need to find a friend and you just need to tell your friend, every time I say I'm going to over-research this thing, you need to push back or whatever your thing is that's going to make you spin out and be anxious. So yeah. I think that's really important. You know, the other thing we talk about in our subtitle is how messy being a special, messy life. <laughs> and we are hot messes half the time. <laughs> the last time we were at the lake house, we all burst into tears, I think, on more than one occasion. Yes. <laughs> so um, I think... And also over the course of writing this book, we have all gone through some crisis and we actually have a bonus chapter, how to navigate a crisis. Yeah. And we've talked so many times about how we've had to, one of us had to drop out for a bit just to deal with the emergency in our home. So it's hard to be vulnerable and share our stories. And I know we don't share everything because we want to honor our kids, but has there been a story or a time when you thought, oh, I don't want to share this? What, what's been hard to share? Do you think that the messy, what messy has been hard for you guys to share? in the book or on the podcast? I think for me, this is just more recently, and I am opening up a little bit more about this, is just my, I think after 15 years of just trying to keep Toby alive, it's, and with life being calm, he stayed out of the hospital about a year and a half. And it was me kind of finally coming to grips with, that God didn't answer my specific prayers when he had his Gary crisis mm-hmm. when he was a baby. And I can't talk about it without tearing up because it's still really painful. Mm-hmm. I think that's still okay. It. I don't think that means that I, I don't think that means that we don't trust God. I don't think that means that we, you know, whatever it is, it just means it still hurts. Right. Like, and I don't think it ever will not hurt. Right. Because, we live in a broken world. And the truth is that I had a specific list of symptoms that I didn't want my son to go through. And he went through every single one, mm-hmm. every one mm-hmm. of them. 
Right. And I just, I think that that has been hard for me to share because like I mentioned earlier, in the beginning or over the journey of the last, you know, 14 to 15 years, I was just trying to deal with it and get through it. So, you know, like we talked about in the episodes with seeing a counselor, seeing a therapist, we just want to go in and say, okay, fix this and move Mm -hmm. on. And this can't be fixed. The pain Mm -hmm. can't be fixed. And Mm -hmm. so it's just learning to be comfortable in the tension um, and the disappointment and learning and learning that it's okay to live in the wrestling of this. Right. And I think that's been hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's harder one of the reasons why I think it's hard, it's been hard to share here and why we have to be so much vulner- more vulnerable here is because we all, the three of us and all of the listeners know what it's like to watch this, to walk this journey. Yeah. And we know all of us, like I said, the three of us and everybody listening, we can't just throw on the smile and fake each other out. Right. Because we can call each other out on it. Um, I walk into church or I walk into a store and somebody's like, how's it going? I'm like, oh, good, fine. The three of us would be like, mm-hmm, right. <laughs> Any listener that's a mom or a caregiver would be like, yeah, it's not fine. I, I can see through that right now. And that's really hard to know that other people can call you out <laughs> on it. And So, you know, you have to be legit with your stories. And I think the hardest one that I've had to tell is really just coming up lately is I've, I've always been very transparent that I've struggled with my doubt with my faith. I had a very big doubt crisis when my son was diagnosed, but I didn't share the details until recently. And it was a story, Amy, that you shared that you were on a walk and God had really spoke to you and kind of. I'm paraphrasing, but it kind of put you in your place with like, yes, I understand what that's like, you know, and you're like, oh, wow. And along that same line is I just realized that I had started to share my story, but I hadn't shared the details of what some of the things that I had done in that doubt. And I had been wrestling with God a lot lately about some of the things that I had called him. Like mm-hmm. I had really called him some horrible names. Mm-hmm. I had, it, it wasn't just like, oh, I'd struggle with some doubt. And, and it was just this little ebb and flow. And now I'm off. I'm all great. And there were some really nasty things that I had called him. I had called him. You're just a puppet master. Mm-hmm. You just think that, what do you just think you can give me my son and then just take him away? And, and there were some really nasty things. And I thought, I can't share that story. I don't want this to be a shame story. And it was like God saying, it's not a shame story. It's a redemption story. That's not your shame. Right. I'm, I'm, you're not sharing your shame story. You're sharing my redemption story. Like, And I think that that's where I had to get over myself and share the right part of the story. And that's a really hard thing to do, to set your part aside and right. say, I was really nasty <laughs> to a really loving God. And that to makes do me it, cry. I know. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> See, and I need to block carry out. See, I'm putting my hand. I wish it's a good thing we, we're not like on YouTube or anything right now because it's like I'm holding my hand up. But I what I want the listeners to know is it's not just a whenever I say I wrestled with my faith, 
to me, that's a very churchy sentence that a lot of people will just throw up there. Whenever I say that, I was nasty. Yeah. Whenever I say I wrestled with my faith, it was like, if Jesus was in my room, I'm pretty (laughs) sure it would have been a literal wrestle. (laughs) Um, So there was just, you know, I think sharing that here for me was very important because I think people need to understand that for me, whenever that part of that title of that book, Messy Emotions, it's, it was the last straw for me. It was either me being a Christian or setting my Christianity aside and saying, I'm done. Right. I was that close. So I appreciate you sharing that because I think there's a lot of feelings around our faith and how we talk about God and the idea that everything's going to be tied up by the end of the episode and you're going to be (laughs) skipping off to, you know, and I mean, that's been a struggle with mine too. Like I... I have I've said before that someone said I can't wait to see what God's done and I thought what in the heck has he done? This has been horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like I, that's my actual thought. But there's a part of me that struggled to be honest with that. And when I mentor moms one on one, I say to them, there's nothing you can say or tell me that I will be shocked at mm-hmm. because with behavioral issue there's so much shame and you just are on a people can see your kids behavior and they, you know, I just had that last week. Got kind of some shade thrown at me by a pediatrician <laughs> about something. And you're just like, so for me, I think my need to take my mask down because I'm such a good little striving A plus, let's do everything really well to say I, this, I'm still struggling with this. I'm the shame, the doubting of why is it this way? Why is it not better? I think those are important things to share. And I always say, Stories like this don't always make it on the cover of the adoption magazine. <laughs> right. So, but those are stories that are happening. I know that because I get emails and DMs and people reaching out to me mm-hmm. all the time. So to be able to be really honest about our faith and about the emotions, I think, is so important. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate you guys both sharing that. And we do talk about how all our everything we're feeling is normal. It's there's nothing that you're feeling listener that that we haven't felt and felt it deeply Mm -hmm. um some of us may struggle more with some emotions than others um and so this kind of goes along with that like for me i would say you know what emotion was really hard for me to talk about and i would say right out the gate that i still struggle with fear my body um we just had a mental health crisis last week and my whole body is on fear i can't even go into my house now without feeling afraid and even though I know in my head that I am, I've got the tools, it's really hard for me to come off that fear. So, but I, I want to say to my listener, here's all the tools and they work and they do work, but that doesn't mean you're still not going to struggle with fear. Um, so fear and shame are probably the things that I, uh, it's not, I'm not ashamed to talk about those emotions. Sometimes I struggle to say I'm still struggling with those emotions mm-hmm. and it's kind of like it goes up and down for me. So what about you guys? Do you have a a certain emotion that you're like, okay, this was the one (laughs) that was hard to share or that you struggled with more when you wrote the book that was harder for you to write about? I think mine was anger because the impression that I got in the way that I was raised and not necessarily from my parents, but just in general, like, you know, because you just get these ideas as as you grow up is just mm-hmm. the anger is never okay. Right. It's not okay to think I'm so angry. I hate you, mm-hmm. you know, 
Right. And I, I think that honestly, I still feel like that is one emotion. Like you said, like I still struggle with it. I still am trying to help my children navigate that emotion. And, and what does that, what does that look like? And how do we feel it and talk about it with God? And, you know, I, I don't know, I guess I feel like sometimes I want to do it right, but maybe there just isn't a right, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure there is, but it's just, it's just such a messy emotion. It's such a messy anger, such a messy mm-hmm. emotion. And so mm-hmm. I think that's probably one that I am still learning about and was really, it was really hard to write about anger. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's fear. Fear's a big one for for me. You know, with TJ's diagnosis, it's today is the best he is going to be. Mm-hmm. So every day he will deteriorate. And so it's trying not to focus on that. And then in our community, when you get on social media, it seems like, if not daily, at least weekly, when a, a child with this or an individual with this disease passes away, a parent is changing their profile picture to a candle. And so when you're scrolling through Facebook or Instagram and you're like, oh, okay, especially, you know, Facebook, but like, oh, I'm just going to get on here for a little bit and zone out because I don't want to have to think about anything. And and then there's candle, candle, candle. It's like, yeah. well, that didn't work. Right. <laughs> so to try to f- focus on that and every doctor's appointment, you know, the percentages are going to go down. And to, you know, and I think it's going back to that. This book isn't a how-to of this is how we've dealt with it. And now everything's <laughs> rainbows and unicorn farts. It's just not that way. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, it's just not that way. It's We still struggle with this every day. Like, right. they're just, maybe not every day, but we struggle with it. And yeah. there are times where, you know, we're we're taking... You know, we just took TJ not too long ago to his semi-annual visits, and it is, there is this buildup in me, and I know whenever I start to get a little testy or I start to get nervous, Mm -hmm. it is, I need to get, I need to journal more. I need to get Mm -hmm. a little bit more one-on-one time with my husband. I need to, we need to pray more together. We need to do stuff more. Like, it's just, now I know after a decade that... I get a little testier with him. He knows, okay, well, next week is the doctor's appointment. She's just stressed right. out. Right. Um, yeah. Took us a little while to figure that out, but yeah, the fear is the hardest yeah. for me. And it, I think what you make a good point that we have to pay attention to not just our feelings, but what's happening in our body and try to name those emotions. Um, you know, we had a big mental health scare last week. Um, I am currently not home. And text to my husband this morning, and I'm being completely honest here. I don't want to come home because I know what's facing me when I get home. A kid that um, has attachment disorder does not like their mom. They're not very nice to their mom. And I told my husband at the top of the text, do not solve this. Just have empathy. <laughs> I had to like write that in all caps. But I think before, I think for me, Sarah, it is when I see myself trying harder, I have to go, wait a minute, Amy. You've tried hard and it's not gotten anywhere. So you need to slow back down and and name what you're feeling. And um, it's okay to feel those things. It's okay to feel like I don't want to go home. I just spent actually a few days with my oldest daughter who's married and 
doesn't she actually likes me she doesn't have attachment disorder and the you know going back to that is i'm not looking forward to it to be honest but i have to do it so today i even wrote in my journal what can i what can i do to make it okay to go back instead of just like i'm i'm going to buck up i'm a special needs mom i've got a cape on i'm going to bust it like what do i need to do in my body to go back cuz i have to go back obviously <laughs> and i think naming that is so important and if i hope that this book as you read it, you see that we have all the emotions and we all come from different takes. But it's really interesting when we wrote the book, we didn't read each other's chapters when yeah. we wrote them. Like, I didn't know what you guys are writing about, but God kind of just weaved them together in such a beautiful way. Um, so I want to end on a more positive note. You know, the last <laughs> part of our subtitle is Joy Filled Life. And we're still alive and we still crack up and we, you know, life's not all dour. <laughs> so I really, um, as you said, Sarah, sometimes the message boards and things we read can be really negative. And I think it's important to hold on to hope and joy. And I think we miss the joy a lot of times and the drudgery or sometimes we're just, you know, it's always winter and never Christmas kind of feeling. <laughs> so I would love to hear where you guys are finding joy in your life right now. I think for me, it is going to sound like our my son Toby has overcome all this stuff but he hasn't is honestly the joy of just being able to not be in the hospital I I went back and looked and every calendar year since he had been born he had had a hospital stay except for 2022 we've already had one <laughs> this year it was minor but we still we've had one this year but except for 2022 and then because of his body being able to just be and heal a little bit and not have brain surgery every couple years. He's finally making just a little bit of academic progress. He has developmental delays. He has all of the, you know, dysgraphia and dyslexia and all of the learning disabilities, all those labels he has. But it's just been neat to see through some one-on-one tutoring through our homeschool program and just different things. He just recently wrote his own research paper on newborn care. He mm -hmm. loves babies and he wants to work in a hospital. And when I read his paper, you know, it wasn't necessarily a typical paper that someone his age would write, but it was amazing compared to where he's been in the last 16 years. And that just brings me a lot of joy. And also just to see how proud he is of mm -hmm. what he's accomplished. That's probably the bigger thing is just that he wants to share it with everybody because he has this sense of accomplishment and hard work and the time he's put into it. And he's uh, just made some huge strides and just taking a little bit more responsibility on himself for his academics. And that's just been a beautiful thing to see and that he's able to do that right mm -hmm. now because we're not in the hospital having surgery all the time. Yeah, that's good. What about you, Sarah? Right now. <laughs> you pause. Well, well <laughs> because it's going to, it's not going to sound uber joy field <laughs> at the beginning of it, but it is. Um, so TJ's getting ready to graduate high school and just the nature of his diagnosis and the fact that he's not 
disabled, and I'm using quotes, disabled enough for in-home healthcare. Um, I don't have a lot of help. And so to have him home full-time, and I have my own business other than this at home, it's a little stressful. We don't really know what we're going to expect here in a few weeks. And so that has become quite stressful anticipation. I should say, I'm just anticipating. I'm trying not to be fearful. There's that fear emotion Mm -hmm. again. So what's bringing me joy right now is that I have learned, I am learning to set that aside and not to anticipate that stress. But I'm also, my husband and I have been working at really brainstorming ways that I can find time during the day and the evenings and the weekend to where I can find time to myself. I'm very, I'm an introverted person. I have to have time to myself or I will lose my mind and I will take people around me with me. (laughs) I will take you with me. If if I'm going down, everybody's going down. (laughs) So it's just trying to find, I just know I'm going to, it's to ease that anticipation of knowing I'm going to not have a lot of time or, you know, what, what are we going to do? And Am I going to have enough time to care for him the way that I am? Or am I going to have to give up my business? You know, just those kind of what ifs. Um, Just working that out with my husband and just knowing that, knowing that we're a team, we're going to try to figure that out ourselves. So I love that. I love that so much. Do you guys have any one sentence? What do you want our readers to get from the book? If you handed this, if you could hand this out, what would you say? Here's what I want you to get from this book. I guess I can go first and say that. I just want our reader to know they are not alone, that yeah. that we get it. So maybe connection. Mm-hmm. I would say that I was going to say that first, but since you used that one, I'm going to say God can and will make something beautiful out of the hard places in our life. And that does not mean that it's fixed or right. even that it looks pretty, but there's beauty in wrestling through the hard mm-hmm. emotions and there's beauty and redemption, like Sarah mentioned earlier, by just drawing closer to him with all the difficult things that we're going through. And he will give us little pockets of joy from that. I would say that whatever emotions you're feeling are valid and they're yours. And God gave those to you. Those are not to be ashamed. Right. Um, and yeah. like, Carrie said, you know, going back to changing your perspective of it's not a shame story, it's a redemption story. Um, So those emotions are valid. Thank you guys for sharing that. And on launch day, we did it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you listeners for um, going on this journey with us. If you Mm -hmm. haven't ordered the book, any place you can get a book um, at the other side is special. We encourage you to order it and we'd love to hear what you think about it. Um, what resonates, what you'd like to hear more of. So thank you so much for being on this journey with us. We did write this book for you. Carrie, would you mind praying us out? Yeah. Dear Lord, thank you for today and uh, the book that you have written through our lives and through our experiences. I just ask right now that every person listening and who will read the book will know that they are not alone and that they will find connection, provide a friend, provide someone for them that they can process, talk to, rely on, um, that can help them connect. I pray that it will encourage them, that they will 
be willing to share their story with someone, be willing to be vulnerable, and to know that, like Sarah said, their feelings are valid. Thank you that you meet us where we're at, no matter how messy it might look. And I just ask that this book that you have brought forth, because it's all been your amazing hand to do this, it wasn't us, it was you, that it will encourage, uplift, and just be a tool that many will be able to use and connect with. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All our resources, including an entire written transcript of this episode, is available on our website at TakeHeartSpecialMoms.com. There are also links to anything we mention in the show notes of this episode.